When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block. Welcome back to it here on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com, or worldwide on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Make sure you've dropped a like, uh, subscribe to those pages, and the podcast as well. We uh, talked a little bit about John Cook, uh, what gets named after him, had a question about that. Check the podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you get them. Our podcasts are there. You can catch up on anything you miss here at 93.7 The Ticket. Diving back into college football here, uh, Mr. Nick Sainer, Mm -hmm. looking at the SEC, Georgia, two-time defending champion. Yeah. Alabama still has the best coach in the sport. LSU might have the most stability of all those teams, though. It's hard for me to want to bet against Georgia. It's hard for me to pick against a motivated Alabama, but mm-hmm. LSU has comparable levels of talent, maybe not all the way across the board, but at least comparable. And they have the most settled quarterback. Yeah. Am I crazy to think LSU repeats in the SEC West? No, no, because I can tell you this. Uh, yesterday when Rico and I decided to go through our, our predicted playoff teams, LSU is in mine. No way. Okay. It is. LSU is in mind. I think I think LSU falls to Georgia in the SEC championship game again. Um, again, but I think LSU is the team to beat in the in the West. Now, now they do have to obviously travel to Tuscaloosa this year, but um, and, and that that one's coming up Saturday, November fourth. So you get a good chunk of games under your belt uh, at the for you know to start up until the first week of November when you do go to Tuscaloosa, but. Outside of that, you once again, like Georgia has the SEC East lockdown in my eyes. I do believe though, LSU, as much as I don't want to to give Brian Kelly credit, mm-hmm. he's kind of building something at LSU. They have a really, really good quarterback in Jaden Daniels. And I, I just I think LSU is slowly getting back to that point. LSU's that team that is really going to benefit from uh, from playoff expansion big time because if they if their one loss in a year is to Bama, then they're still going to get in. LSU and Penn State are in comparable situations. True or false? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I, I don't know. It's it's tough. So I mean, James Franklin. I, I just realized this yesterday when I was doing the show with Terrell. Um. James Franklin has four 11-win seasons in his nine years with Penn State. 
but you almost don't know it because mm-hmm. they just have one Big Ten title to show for it. They only have one Big Ten championship appearance to show for it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll, I'll, I think maybe it's maybe it's comparable, not as much as maybe I, I would think off off the cuff, just because in the SEC you obviously there's more eyes just always on the SEC. Um, Penn State needs it needs Ohio State and Michigan to have a down year. LSU, you're going to know about them. Everybody's going to be watching that Ohio, that uh, Alabama LSU game, and whoever wins that one's going to be the SEC uh, West representative. Yeah. I I'm going to phrase it this way: I think LSU has a higher ceiling. We've seen that with the multiple division titles and with the national championship. Mm-hmm. But I think Penn State's floor is a little higher just by virtue of playing in the Big Ten. If something blows up at LSU, we've seen them dip down to barely bowl eligible. We've seen Arkansas pop up here and there. Mississippi State has been fine. We'll see what Ole Miss does yeah. with 18 quarterbacks in, in their room. Jeez. That SEC West is, I mean, Auburn A&M, you can never fully write off. Maybe don't hype them up as much as we tend to in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But that FC West, or SEC West is a murderer's row, not to mention Alabama. Whereas Penn State, I think you can pretty consistently chalk them up for 10 wins, see if they get one of the two of Ohio State or Michigan, or... They're going to mm-hmm. miss them some years now. They're not yeah. forced to play them every year. That's what's that's what's intriguing. So, looking at the SEC West, I really think it's probably a three-team race between LSU, Bama, and, and potentially Ole Miss. Right? I think Mississippi State is is going to take a step back. I believe Arkansas is going to be that Newton that usual eight-win team. Mm-hmm. I really like Sam Pittman. I just don't know if they're a, they're not an LSU level. No. Uh, I do not think Peyton Thorne is that good of a quarterback. <laughs> Correct. And so I believe that Auburn won't be that good under Hugh Freeze in their first year. And Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, you, you can't say anything other than just they're going to be a 6-6 six and six team. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting there, I don't know how Penn State's like 2025 schedule shapes up, but I mean, I can quickly, I'm, I'm quickly pulling it up as fast as I can here. I, I don't know who they avoid. I, so, so in in twenty twenty five, Penn State has USC on the road. They have Michigan on the road, and they have Michigan State as well as Maryland on the road. I pick them to beat USC, lose to Michigan. Interesting, man. So you on the road at USC? Mm-hmm. They would. They, you think they'll be able to travel all the way across? I do. Okay. I really do, because I think USC isn't – I, I go back to just how physical USC is. I think they spread things out kind of like Ohio State does. But Ohio State's always just been that little bit better than, than Penn State. They put last year's game away mm-hmm. thanks to uh, JT Tuiomalau in, in the second half. But Penn State has always played Ohio State tough. That'll be, I think, a higher scoring game. But I, I think Penn State still has more talent across the board and is more dependable than USC, even traveling. I should have probably referenced 2024, and I skipped a year. I put 2025 ahead. 2024, so in two seasons, Penn State is going to be, well, first of all, they host Nebraska. Uh, But they also will host Ohio State and host USC. Back-to-back weeks, Penn State is going to have Ohio State and USC. They they, they missed out on Michigan. They don't have to play the, the Wolverines. And they don't have to play uh, UCLA. They will travel. So, but their their non con features a road game at West Virginia to start the year next season. 
Okay. Um, with or without Neil Brown is the question. Probably without. without. <laughs> Definitely without. Uh, so West Virginia. So Penn State's road games next year. Think about that. Look at this. At West Virginia and then at Indiana. And then they are at home one, two, three, four, five, five straight weeks <laughs> before they finish off with three straight road games. Oh, that's tough. At Purdue, at Rutgers, at Wisconsin. And eh, that's not as tough as I thought. Not as tough. Wisconsin is okay. I guess since we're having this a big, sorry, we we've do, fully dove into a Big Ten conversation now. But where are you at with Wisconsin? I am in many places with Wisconsin. My initial thought is wait and see, right? Just okay, be yep, patient. In year yep. one, I don't want to make too many grand assumptions. I think Phil Longo is good at what he does. I think it's going to be different. I can appreciate what their AD did in taking a swing and looking towards the mm-hmm. future. What my... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hart wants to believe is that Wisconsin is making the same mistake as Nebraska did, going away from oh. something that works um, and trying to force it, right? They okay. have the idea of swinging bigger, but it's not going to necessarily be something that you can do in one or two years. That's a program-wide, athletic department-wide philosophy yeah. change to some degree. So I'm not 100% confident of their success with it, but then I look at who's involved. Right, Luke Fickle is an adult. He knows how to put in the work. You know, he he's from that kind of upper Midwest area. Is used to, to Big Ten country. Even though he is changing styles, he's not going to let his team forget the basics. I also don't know the inner workings of Wisconsin's athletic department. Haven't heard nearly as many stories about them as I have. You know, Nebraska. But mm-hmm. I can tell you, Wisconsin across the board has had sustained success in multiple sports, um, in multiple revenue sports such as they are so my head tells me that just because they're doing something similar ish to what nebraska wanted to do on the field i think they're better equipped to handle it off the field and it's not going to backfire like it did here so north carolina last year where phil longo now the current wisconsin offense coordinator was at north carolina last year in rushing offense finished 67th in the country uh wisconsin finished Back up top, up towards the top at 46th, uh, just to throw it in there. Nebraska finished right at 100th. Uh, 2020 North Carolina is the year that I think, it, yeah, the most reflective year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Javante Williams and Michael yes. Carter at North yeah. Carolina. Both of those guys went for at least 1,100 yards. I mean, they ran the ball 313 times between those two backs alone for 
2,385 yards and 28 touchdowns. Even even in 2020, uh, 2022, North Carolina averaged 153.5 yards per game on the ground. And that's and enough. That's, and that's enough. And that was with an NFL type of quarterback in Drake May, who's going right. to be a top five pick in this this upcoming NFL draft, as long as things are are are, are as the way people are projecting them. Um, so that's I have as we've gotten closer to the season, and I've dug a little deeper. You have a guy in Tanner Mordecai that's thrown for over seven thousand yards and seventy two touchdowns. Seven thousand yards being over the last two seasons at SMU, mm-hmm. and seventy two touchdowns in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, loves to throw the football. Braylon Allen, who is as good of a running back as they come in the Big Ten, m- maybe not to the explode, or, or maybe he's not the closest to, thing we've seen to Derrick Henry since Derrick. Yeah, Henry, yeah, maybe not wise. to Blake Corum, and yeah. and but more, he's but more like a Travion Henderson, I suppose. But um, he is is well capable of of carrying the rock twenty five times a game, mm-hmm. or around that time, like Wisconsin used to. And then you also have a backup in Ches Malusi, which is a nice little one-two punch if Malusi can stay healthy this season. You also have an offensive line that has two guys on the All Big Ten first team uh, preseason preseason yeah. team. Mm-hmm. I never know how to organize or order those words, <laughs> but you have you have two offensive linemen that there are there on there as well. And so I I'm real curious to see how Wisconsin kind of shapes up this season and how they try to balance the best of both worlds. To they where they try to cater to a transfer quarterback that slings the ball around, and then also caters to a guy that was real outspoken about how disappointed he was when Paul Chris got fired, and still stuck around in Braylon Allen. Oh, absolutely. the The whole passing doesn't work in the Big Ten narrative is clearly false. You just need the dudes to do it, right? Yeah. Just like you need the dudes to run the ball because nobody says Ohio State throws the ball too much. No, nobody says Marvin Harrison Jr. Emeka Buka, Jackson Smith and Jigma, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, you go on and on down the list, got the ball too much. Mm-hmm. They were still able to run the ball effectively when they needed to, for the most part, but they also had that explosive capability. And that's what I think the vision is for Wisconsin. I don't know if I trust uh, Chimera Dyke to be that guy in year one necessarily. Not his first year, but in year one of a new offense. So I think it's going to take a, a couple years for Wisconsin to get that skill talent in the building, but a big year one uh, from him, I think expedites that process by year. Well, and what's interesting, I mean, going back to like quarterbacks here, you saw Luke Fickle. um, They recruited a quarterback last uh, in 2023 and, or they got, they got multiple transfers. That's what I was got multiple transfers. They got a guy uh, obviously in Tanner Mordecai, who's a grad transfer. Mm-hmm. And so one season for Tanner Mordecai uh, from SMU, who's, he's felt like he's been in college for about seven years. They got Braden Locke from Mississippi State. And then they got Nick Evers from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead, and both of those guys, take this for what you will, both of those guys were really high-rated four-stars coming out of high school. And so... When you look, I mean, especially Nick Evers, he was the 137th best player and 8th best quarterback in the entire country, and he spent one one year at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You had Braden Locke, who was at Mississippi State, who was rated the 368th best player in the country. Both of those, not not super high rankings, but serviceable. Higher than not, Wisconsin's used to getting. And also, 
when you look at depth, like that's another big thing, and Nebraska fans know it all too well, mm-hmm. is the, the depth and unfortunate drop-off in Nebraska from QB1 to QB2 to QB3. If any team, especially in the Big Ten Conference, if you're if it's a physical type of, of running and obviously physical type of play, and, and that's what we got on the text line from Byron the Hog Farmer, is how does Mordecai throw in cold weather and how does their line do with a completely different offense? Along those lines, does is Mordecai able to stay healthy in cold weather? Those those injuries, those little nagging injuries, become more and more annoying in, in the, the cold, cold mm-hmm. right? And so, how does his body handle the cold weather after getting hit now for what feels like seven years in a row? You don't know. But if you can have guys in the back that fit not only your scheme but also guys that this coaching staff brought in and are obviously comfortable with, mm-hmm. then maybe there's not such a big drop-off in quarterback play. Oh, and don't forget you have Braylon Allen. That's the thing. I think Braylon Allen mitigates a lot of number one in that, mm-hmm. yes, there are some good defenses in the Big Ten, but if Wisconsin can run the ball consistently, Tanner Mordecai won't be asked to hit more than you know five throws in key moments uh, when it gets you know to, to run the ball weather. And I'd be more worried about number two, right? That just that yeah. that shift in mindset from we're going to get downhill, we need to reset the line of scrimmage to pass blocking, where you're literally not allowed to. Where yeah. it's more about holding your ground than resetting the line of scrimmage. So I, I'm much Ooh. more worried about number two than number one for Wisconsin. There. Here's an interesting idea. When you're going in like Luke Fickle is and changing everything you want to do, is it better to gradually do it or abruptly do it? Maybe with the abrupt with the abruptness, you're potentially kind of saying this year's not going to be good. But with the gradual, it's not what you want. Let's go to our last break of the show and talk about that in the crossover. Okay, that deserves some time to get, to dig into. We'll do that to finish out on the block next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 